What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. This is former world champion boxer Showtime Sean Porter. Hey, this is Kobe Altman from your Cleveland Cavaliers. Hi, this is Joe Tate. And you're listening to Sports Power Talk. Listen to Sports Power Talk. You're listening to Sports Power Talk on WZIP. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the University of Akron, the best sports talk show there is, was, and ever will be. It's time for Sports Power Talk with the latest in sports news. That's right! Donovan Mitchell is coming to Cleveland! Let's go! In-depth analysis. He looked calm. He looked comfortable. There were no real shot plays or anything. Just a couple quick game stuff. Scrambling. Pocket presence looked fine. And, of course, the hottest takes. If you think bust in the NBA, who is the first name that pops in your head? I don't know how you guys feel, like, Trey Young. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? For the best that Ohio sports has to offer. To the best of the Akron Zips. Now it's time for SPT. Good morning, Akron. It is a beautiful Sunday morning, and you are tuned in to the best sports talk show this side of Lake Erie. The best talk show in Northeast Ohio. You're listening to Sports Power Talk here on WZIP. My name is Logan Buchanan, and I will be your host for this fantastic edition of Sports Power Talk. And I am being joined by two amazing analysts. To my left, I have Kent Roosevelt, football legend, and my usual partner for women's basketball coverage, Mr. Mitch Bates. Yes, sir. How are you feeling, Logan? I'm good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling amazing, as oh, always. Love to hear that. And to my right, we have the man who you can hear every Wednesday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., Mr. Jonathan Harsh. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Very excited to be here. Guys, we have a lot to cover. Of course, this was the weekend of the rivalry games as we had two different Kent versus Akron games. We're going to be talking about that as well as NCAA 25 and the college football combine, which is coming up. We are also going to hit some Cavs and NBA topics as a whole. And to wrap up our show, your questions on Hot Mike. So if you haven't gotten your questions in, go to X at WZIP Sports to have your questions answered. Guys, let us start right now. You two actually covered the men's game, which ended 83-70 to with the Zips picking up the win. Can you guys just run us through the game? All right. So Akron dominated throughout, I would say. I mean, I know the score doesn't indicate it, but we led, like, the whole game. We shot 50% from the field. Mm-hmm. We had a huge uh, huge contributions from Greg Tribble, and Malik Dawson really stepped up with four threes, and Enrique Freeman, what a man, what a beast in the paint, dominated the whole game, got in foul trouble a little bit early, but really came through for us when we needed him most, and that's what the leader of the team is supposed to do, and he really showed out in that game. Mitch, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I completely agree. Uh, the first half was a bit slow, as you mm-hmm. can see, yeah. they scored 27, we scored 32. In the second half, they scored 43, we scored 51. So it was definitely a lot more pulling away that we did in the second half. Yeah. But like he said, I love what I saw from Greg Tribble. I think Greg Tribble was sensational. I think Enrique Freeman did what he always does, even with the foul trouble that he was getting in. I enjoyed what I saw out of Dawson as well, and a lot of people have been down on him lately, so it felt really good to see him get his shooting hand going again, and overall, it's always great when you take the wagon wheel yeah. with you. So. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, them, both of our uh, our men's 
sports. We we really uh, dominated Kent this I, year. When's the last time that's happened? Yeah. When both sports that's, we won. That's what I'm saying. I, I, we yeah, wish that the women won, um, yeah. but you can't you can't wish too too high. We'll get into that in a little bit. But looking yeah. at uh, Akron's schedule, we kind of have an easy road to the MAC tournament right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, Are there any games yeah, specifically yeah. you're looking at? We face off against Ohio, Northern Illinois, Eastern Michigan, and then Western Michigan to finish off the season. Um, I got to go with the Ohio game on Tuesday at Ohio because that's the only one I really could see us taking a loss on. Okay. But like coming off this momentum, I don't see it happening. But like that's our toughest game left. Mm-hmm. And I think Ohio can be considered a sleeper for the MAC. Uh, tournament, so I would say that's probably our toughest matchup and one to look out for this week. Gotcha, Mitch. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any tough matchups. I it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. It truly doesn't matter to me what Ohio is doing over there because I know it's not nearly as good as what mm. we're doing over here. Yeah, yeah they're fifteen and twelve overall. We are twenty and seven. That's it's, wild. It is. It's crazy. Twelve and zero at home. Twelve and zero at home. Unbelievable. It, it is it. such a good time to be a Zips fan. Uh, can you guys just kind of give me your early MAC predictions? Like, is there any? John, you just mentioned that there's a sleeper team in Ohio. Are there any other teams that you could see kind of like not having a good regular season but popping off in the MAC? Uh, I would go with Bowling Green to be honest. I think they've had some quality wins. And they've shown, like, they got Marcus Hall, who's one of the best scorers in the MAC conference. But, like, honestly, I do think it's a two-horse race for this conference mm-hmm. overall. I mean, yeah, if you go with some sleepers, I would say Ohio or Bowling Green. But okay. realistically, Akron and Toledo got this. I think it'll be them in the MAC championship. Mitch, what are some early predictions you got for us? Yeah, I'm always uh, afraid of Toledo at <laughs> time because it yeah. feels like they just – reach a entirely new level every time playoffs come around mm-hmm. and I as far as sleepers I think Bowling Green was a very good pick and also I'm not really willing to sleep on Kent State yet okay like, mm, that's I'm, interesting I don't think I'm willing to close that door we've seen flashes of what they can I ha, see what you did there didn't that, do okay. it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> we've seen flashes of what they can do when they're at the top of their game, uh-huh. I don't think they were when they played us either time. But that's not just, like, taking away from what we did because we made them play that oh, way. Oh, yeah. So that's credit to us. But when they're at the top of their game, I think it can be a team that can – it's not an automatic first-round bounce out unless yeah. they play us. Then sorry about it. But. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They are 6-8 and eight in the conference – and they barely make it in right now, like it's, as of right now. It's so weird uh, to see that. Like, yeah. I'm not used to that. Well, yeah, I'm surprised they're they're that low. Well, yeah. it could be us next year because we are losing a lot of yeah, seniors this that year. That's true. But we, we have some good young guys. We do too. We do have yeah. some good young guys. Um, is there anyone specifically that you've seen in the last couple of games that you could see a uh, kind of molding into that Greg Tribble that that Enrique Freeman role? I'll go with Tavion Johnson, to be honest. Mm. I think he's a solid pick for this. I mean, he's really fast and athletic. 
I really think he can take over that role on mm-hmm. the defensive side of the ball and step up huge in that end. And we've already seen with the scoring, he can drive to the hole. He can take threes when needed, when asked to. Mm-hmm. So I think he'd be a good guy to step up for Great Tribble. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, Shamas Scott as well. Oh, yeah. I, I think yeah, He's either a sophomore or a junior he's right a junior now. This he's year. a junior So we only have one more year with him. And I think... You know, because he isn't a starter right now, next year is going to be a big, like, chip on his shoulder kind of year. Um, And he's really going to ball out and hopefully keep us where we are right now in this kind of dominating the MAC fashion. Mitch, what do you think? I think Nate Johnson can definitely take Mm -hmm. a step. Nate Johnson's already playing pretty well, Mm -hmm. like, averaging eight points, three rebounds, one assist. 47% 47% shooting. He's already playing pretty well. His role is just going to get way bigger because, like you said, the the amount of seniors on this team, it's crazy. And yeah. it's the whole core of Yeah, the team. all our top scorers, the top four are seniors, I believe. Yeah, Enrique, yeah, Sammy Hunter, Ali Ali, Dawson, oh, yeah, Caleb Dawson Thornton, <laughs> and... Greg yeah, we are losing so a lot. Tough, we we are, but John Gross has said multiple times that he's not afraid of next year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he thinks. Oh, one hundred percent, he is. Um, I think not only him, but the seniors we have right now kind of mold the younger talent to replace them. And they've yeah, said that sure. the past seniors, when they were uh, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, also did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So nice. we. It will be interesting to see next year. But let's go back to this year. Akron has been touted by multiple sources, multiple high-ranking journalists as making March Madness. Do you think that hurts? Or do you think that kind of drives Akron? Do you think that they might get too big of a head and kind of think, oh, we got the Mac in the bag? No, I mean, it's tough to say because, like, I could see both sides of this for sure. But I would say it would fuel them. Because, like, they def- they've had them um, ranked as, like, you can, like, say they've been ranked too low. Or, like, they can get in that mindset of, oh, we should be 12, a 12 seed instead of a 13 or 14 seed sure. and stuff like that. Because, like, right now I was looking at, like, projections. Like, they have them facing, like, Creighton or Duke. And, like, seeing, like, what potentially your mm-hmm. opponents could be or what these guys, who they want you to face. I think that would, like, fuel me and motivate Oh, 100%. Me, for sure. To be... Be at the same uh, in the same conversation as Duke and the Blue Bloods of college basketball. I think would be really honoring, and I don't think it would get them like a big head or anything. That's what we love to hear, Mitch. What do you think? I just think if Enrique Freeman was sitting in front of me right now and I asked him that, I feel like he would say they're paying it no mind. Yeah, like I feel like he would say, yeah. we're ignoring that. It doesn't That's matter good. right now. One game at a time, and that really is the mindset. Oh, one hundred percent. And the women's team too. Yeah, as it should. Yeah. Yeah. We I, ask uh, Gensler about like future games all the time, and he says, "Oh, well, we're just focused on one-on-one. what's next, yep. what just happened for a little bit, and then we're like, it's it's really step by step with them. So I'm sure it's like an honor, but I don't I don't think they're too focused on it right now. If I'm being honest. Well, I mean, you just mentioned Gensler, so let's just go right over to it. The women's basketball game yesterday was at Kent, and we unfortunately did lose 51-73. to If I got to say anything, our biggest downfall was defense. There was way too many easy points, way too many easy drives to the hoop. Um, you know, Reagan was getting pushed around. Lisa was in foul trouble. It it just wasn't a pretty game to watch. 
at all. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it from these stats right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, none of our lines. players got into double digits. Yeah, it just wow. It, it was a rough watch. Um, yeah. But, I mean, understandably, if you look at where Kent's standing, um, they're third overall in the MAC. Yeah, they are solid. They're playing great. They're Mine's 11 – yeah. sorry, they're 8-2 and two at home. So, you know, they're they're good at home. It was just a mm-hmm. bad environment. There wasn't a whole lot of Akron fans actually in the stands cheering oh, them on. So yeah. they were just getting they were just getting beat up with no real support behind them besides the coaching staff and uh, their fellow teammates. It was just hard to watch, honestly. Yeah, I mean, just like the Akron Zips going to Kent for the men's side, it's a tough environment to play in either way. And, like, just Kent State has been the more dominant and better team in the conference. So, like, they, they've been – Kent State, the women's team's basically been playing, like, the Akron Zips mm-hmm. on the men's side. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's where, like, the level of uh, experience and competition was uh, evident in that game. It's – for me, it's hard to talk about because it, on one hand, I want to say they should push harder and they should want it more because they're literally out of the MAC tournament right now. Mm-hmm. If it started today, they're not in. They're two mm-hmm. spots out. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, knowing how an athlete thinks, I know they're pushing as hard oh, as yeah. they can. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I you can see it. Be. You yeah. can see it. You can't, you can't complain about the effort despite what the situation is for the team. It's just... It's. It feels like the organization at times, like where the other team is running really clean plays and they don't panic. And when we're trying to run plays, we're kind of scrambling around and taking panic shots at times. It's just not the most fluent basketball to watch. And I, I know it's not effort. It's just I wish it was different because mm-hmm. we need we need to start winning games or we're just not going to make the tournament at all. And I think yeah. this team has enough talent to at least be in the tournament. 100%. I, I think that 100%. Um, you know, I've been at a lot of their games, so I've kind of seen them grow from a starting out team, not really melding together too well, uh, to now. I mean, they, they have all the tools. It's just not always yeah. in the right spot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I don't, I'm going to repeat what you said, Mitch. I don't think it's an effort thing because you can see them. I mean, the effort is there. But, like, shots just don't land, or the fouls, if you look at the stat sheet, the fouls are even, but Akron has way more personal fouls to where Kent got way more shots off. I think they had, they Mm -hmm. went nine for nine on free throws, and we only had, like, one or two attempts. Yeah. It's just not even uh, comparable. In, in that sense. Yeah, and they had 17 free throws, and we only had three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's wild. It, I, I just don't I don't know what the answer is. I wish I could just say, uh, Coach Gensler, this is exactly what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. Start putting it in motion. Um, because there really isn't. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like little tweaks that I could see being made that could instantly bump us up a spot. It's just I don't know how easy those tweaks are to be made. Right, especially in this part of the season, really yeah. late into the year. Like, this is the final stretch of the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people might say maybe we don't have the right rotation. Well, we saw a lot more there. rotations last uh, last night. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. Alexis Stewart, I think, was our leading scorer with nine points. And she probably played the least amount of minutes out of, like, that the main yeah the main we rotation the, we saw the deep bench get in at the end yeah. but the main rotation she probably saw the least amount of minutes and yeah she and had three three pointers so I mean it really just like my biggest thing is yeah 
Reagan Bass is very talented, very yeah, good. She's the leader, yeah. Yeah. I disagree. I don't really? think she is a solid is. leader. When it comes, I, I think, well, I, mean, I, I don't like. She's the best player, though. I don't even know about like that. Overall. Really? Best player on Akron? You guys would know more than me. No more what, than what do you, I Mitch, do what that. do you think? I, it's, I don't know if it's like just me personally talking from a biased standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know Reagan is a great player, trust mm-hmm. me. And she just had that huge accolade that she hit in that game. Yeah, 10th yeah, tenth tenth all-time score scorer for women's basketball. Yeah, congrats to her on that. that exactly, congratulations. That's that's huge. Well, that, here's the thing. I think she's a she is the best player when it comes to making things happen, but she doesn't have the ability to, when we're down 17 points, to rally the team. I think it's more of a team rallying yeah, than someone stepping up. Like, I've yeah. seen in in the corridors of James A. Rhodes Arena, Enrique riling his teammates up and giving hope when they're down mm-hmm. a few points. Yeah, I don't ever really see that from Reagan. I more see a team kind of just talking to each other. I'm seeing some okay. of the younger yeah, people do it so. more. Okay. Like, you know, like I feel like uh, Tanisha Clark mm-hmm. is... She's she's so good. She's gotten so much better, better this year. But I think I I wouldn't be mad at someone who did say that. Okay. And I think as far as like the toolkit and who has the best just package as a player, I think it's Kaya Woods. And wow. I think she needs that is, way more minutes. Wow, that's really in- interesting to say. Mhm. I it's just you watch her and you you immediately know you're watching someone who just is a hooper. She well, is an absolute. A hooper. lot of play. A lot of people say she plays too fast. I think is that a bad thing? I think it can be. It can be if you get out of control. I was about to say, but because yeah, usually when Kaya, she's fast. She is so fast. Um, but she kind of has the Darius Garland effect. Yeah, where uh, she'll okay, run yeah. to the hoop and like sometimes she'll get a foul called. Sometimes she'll make the basket, but most of the time Just she's sitting on the ground. Up. Yep, throwing it up. Again. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing against her if it at all. If it makes it, yeah, that's it's great. It's not an efficient way to mm-hmm. score the basketball. I, but I she think can shoot too. And she I can. saw some crazy mm-hmm. passes from her yesterday where she like threw it way yes. over. Yes, I mean the, the ones of Morgan, like legit from one side of the three point line to the other, was great. Yeah, she um, threw it to Zakia when she was falling down. That was crazy. After that, that was crazy. I like I'm saying, we have a talented group of girls, but. It's not all working when they should be working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, even in our games uh, against Ball State, Toledo, who are 1-2 and two in the MAC, it's not like we're losing by a lot. Like, we're still playing competitively. Yeah, and, they've got some tight games. And, games. I mean, multiple times they went into overtime. Like, they, they mm-hmm. can do it. It's just... There's something that needs to change, and I don't know what it is. I don't even know if you can do it right now. Yeah, it's, it's late, really late in the season yeah. to be changing up your rotation or mm-hmm. line up in it. It's yeah. just, you know, what I think the problem is, it's just putting things together at the same time for everyone. We have so mm-hmm. many players that are great one night, and then the next night yep. it's like they're not even Yeah, I agree with that. Key. I 100% agree really with that. that. I, and that's that's the main point with Kaya too. And I'll, I'll say outright say it, she's my favorite player on the team. But you'll see, like in Kent State, she had two points and shot one for eight. Mm-hmm. The game before that, nine points, shot sixty six percent. Yeah. Game before that, two points, 
Game before that, career high twenty two points. So it's mm, it's just yeah. on and off, and mm-hmm. it cannot be that. It's the same thing with Reagan mm-hmm. when you watch her. It's like some games she has no inside presence at all, and then mm-hmm. the next game she's completely controlling everything that happens inside. It's yeah. just consistency. Yeah. I I I I think early on we were relying on Morgan and Reagan mm-hmm. and teams. I mean, the MAC is a smart conference. Yep. The, the the tape watching in the Mac, I think, could be argued is some of the best. Like they study teams. You can see that they study teams. If really? Okay. Halfway through the season, you could tell Reagan started getting double teamed. Yep. Reagan started getting mm-hmm. bullied in the paint. Oh, she yeah. got double teamed a ton. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yesterday we saw Reagan was guarding a girl. Girl shot right over her. Mm-hmm. Because Reagan doesn't really go for blocks. She more just hand in the face is ready for a rebound. It was like Enrique yeah. last year. Yeah. And God. I I just think that there hasn't been an evolution in that standpoint. I think there's been an evolution in other standpoints. Like the turnovers have gone down. That's great. Yep. The more time you have the ball in your sure. hand, the more you can score. So the less turnovers, that's amazing. But I think we need to maybe not rely on on our starters as much and allow right. for a more heavy rotation with the likes of um, Mobley and Tanisha Clark and Lene Riley. Let them kind of have more possessions. And I don't know if it's a a fear thing on their end where they haven't had that opportunity yet, so they're kind of afraid to step up and take that, yeah. or if it's a rotations thing where they're saying, no, we're drawing up this play for Morgan. No, we're drawing up this play for Reagan. I'm yeah. not sure. I I agree with you 100%. I think that's a huge key to getting other people in there, getting them minutes. And you brought up some great names there. And Mobley is one that I really, really like on defense. Mobley's a crazy. She had a, Jonathan, she had a block the other night that was amazing. If she played right. even like a fraction of that all the time on defense, we would be a defensive, like, problem. We would be an okay. absolute problem. Yeah, in I agree. She was crazy. Yeah, I think with the three that I think of mainly for that are Mobley, and then I think of Kaya, obviously, mm-hmm. and Alexis Stewart. And, I mean, some there are games where she's the only one that can hit a shot outside the perimeter. Yeah. It's just she she's a great shooter, and I know she's dealing with an injury still, and that can be nagging, mm-hmm. and that may have to do with her not getting as many minutes. But mm-hmm. I think just rotating those three in and – more more than those three, but that's where the main focus, I think, should be. But the sad part is it just might be a little too late. We're one in three in our last four. Yeah, I, I definitely mm-hmm. think it's a little too late. And the biggest problem is that we can't nail down what the exact problem is. Yeah. That's right. the, like, mm-hmm. if the zips start playing bad, nine out of ten times we can go, that's what went wrong. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, exactly what happened. Yeah, But with sure. the women's, it's like kind of an amalgamation of things. To where it may not be big problems, but it's too many to really tackle at the same time. Um, yeah, I the, agree. Yeah, but the good news is it's a young team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. They are yeah. I mean, first-year coach uh, with the coaching staff, and you can already see glimmers of what the future holds. Oh, so We have a ton of freshmen mm-hmm. on the team. Yeah, there's a ton of talent. I really think they can make some noise next year in the MAC Conference, but this just isn't their year. I would look forward more to next year. Just keep build, – build some momentum off of this season and next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're losing Thorpe next year. 
we're losing Alexis Stewart, and we are yeah. losing Morgan Haney. Yeah. And those are three major pieces, sure, but also you got to think, the young women on this team, they're going to make progression. Oh, yeah. We're getting Reagan back. We're getting, you know, Lene Riley, who's a sophomore. Tanisha. Tanisha, Mobley. who's a freshman. Like, and uh, Dasha Lewandowski, who's been injured all yep. year, she's supposed to be a dog too. She's coming back next year. I'm excited year. to see that. I, I definitely I think she's going to be good. I'm I'm hoping some big, big actual on court chemistry happens over this summer. Yeah, I think it will. The team chemistry. Yeah, I think once once they've gone through this year, they're going to go into next year with a huge chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, no doubt. I don't care what people say. Some people think that that's a hindrance to athletes. I think it's one of the biggest strengths it to is. athletes is having that chip on your it shoulder, having that drive. You're not oh. comfortable. As as a former <laughs> athlete, I'm telling as you. As a Kent State Roosevelt football legend. But more importantly, <laughs> Kent State Ro- Kent, wow. Kent Roosevelt, <laughs> track legend. Oh. When, when you're doubted and you go in and everyone thinks you're going to lose, everyone doubts you, I promise you, it's some of the most fun you could ever have. I I loved being doubted. I know our team loved being mm-hmm. doubted, nice. unless we were playing mm-hmm. Hoban, which happened <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I, powerhouse. yeah, I get that. <laughs> playing Hoban in I, football is not fun. It's not. Yeah, it really it's isn't. Not. But I think them being doubted, I think it's going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. I hope Reagan can take some steps as a leader and during the off season, bring everyone together yeah. and start to... I think there's glimpses of that. I mm-hmm. think she can, and she yeah. has the potential. I just, I'm not seeing it a whole lot. Yeah. I, actually watching the court, actually watching the game, I'm not seeing it. And we're it, there a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've been to nearly every single home game. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like I'm just speaking yeah, right. through stats. You, you I, I am, more than I Yeah, I am just, watching yeah. the games. I am seeing what they're doing. Um, and I I agree with what you're saying, Mitch. I think we have a young team who's going to have or a young and hungry team next year. Yeah, and it's, I mean, we appreciate. I think that I speak for you, and I say we really like appreciate this team. Oh yeah, there's me personally. I haven't gotten like close and consistently watching with a lot of basketball teams. Mm-hmm. I would say, and this is one of the first ones that I actually have. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a great feeling to have, and I know that they're gonna battle back next year it'll be fun to watch oh it'll be amazing to watch but the year's not done it's not done (laughs) it is not not done and our final thing for this segment i did want to touch on if you guys had any like early predictions for the women's um mac conference you know looking at the top of course we see toledo and ball state but are there any sleepers? Anyone like a Bowling Green again is still looking to be a little sleeper pick? Yeah, I mean, it hurts to say, but <laughs> Kent State uh. is up there. And I, you got to consider them a little <laughs> bit of a sleeper just because of that difference in the standings. They're 16-8. and eight. Ball State and Toledo are up there with only four losses each. Got to go with Toledo as the favorite, but Kent State definitely a sleeper, unfortunately. Yeah, that is unfortunate, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And oh, Toledo yeah. is just so dominant. <laughs> I hate Toledo so much. So yeah, good. Toledo's so good. Being good in both conferences yeah. really upsets me. I'll watch yeah, out for Bowling Green, too, though. You mentioned Bowling mm-hmm. Green. They have some really tough, big physical players. Yeah, I, I remember watching that game, and it, it was a tough game. It was a really physical game. 100%. Well, we will be right back with some more Sports Power Talk as we get into the NCAA 25 and the college uh, combine going into the NFL draft. So stick tuned. 
Welcome back to Sports Power Talk. I'm your host, Logan Buchanan, being joined by Mitch Bates. Yes, sir. And Jonathan Harsh. What's up, everybody? You guys ready to talk about some football? Always. Oh, yeah, let's go. Well, we are going to be talking about some virtual football as we got Ooh. some information <laughs> about NCAA 25. My first question for you guys is, did you play the NCAA games when they were uh, out originally? No, sadly. Oh, I really? Oh, I actually did. I got. I played a couple of them. I think the last one I played was eleven. Okay. I was gonna say. I remember my uncle had uh, NCAA twelve, and I remember nice. watching him play it a lot. But I never myself played it. Really? No. It, it's a fun game. It was really fun to play. Well, I played eleven on the PS3. <laughs> on the PS3, I, yeah. I respect the PlayStation. Yeah. Shall. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm a PlayStation guy PlayStation myself. PlayStation guy. Over here. <laughs> well. What, you got something to say, Mitch? Huh? Uh, no. I wish I played it. Yeah. But I, excuse me, I never, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I didn't have an Xbox for a while. And okay. I shared one with my brother for a while. Gotcha. But, you know, I, I was just too late on the train. Too late on the train. That's okay. You yeah, can you can join us this year. I will. Right. Trust, yeah. I'm pre-ordering it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Nice. Well, this first little topic is one of controversy right now. EA is only offering players $600 and a copy of the game. Do you guys think that's too little, too much? What would you have done? I mean, I think that's... Honestly, I think they could have gave more, to mm -hmm. be honest. Just, just because, like, this is a billion-dollar industry. Mm -hmm. They throw millions into the media... So I really think the players could have got a little bit more, especially if you're putting their names on the back of the jerseys yeah. for the game itself. And, I mean, you're not giving the money to, like, millions of different players. Yeah. So like, just, like, a thousand. Here's, here's the thing. Like, to put it in perspective, just in paying players royal, like, just giving them the money for the namesake, they're already spending $6.6 million. That's not that much for them, though. Okay. I That's, think they could give like maybe a thousand. I think that wow. would be a little more rewarding, and like players would more likely agree to that. Six hundred just seems like a random. And a number. copy of the game. And a copy of the game, Jonathan. That doesn't mean. Like, <laughs> that does mean a lot, though. I mean, yeah, think about it. That's a lot of money too. You got nil now, though. I mean. Players are making money that way as well. Mm -hmm. like, I think a free copy of the game doesn't really pay much for them. Maybe it's like worth $50. Yeah, it's, maybe it's like 60 I'll 70 say it's, yeah. like, Still, that's not like, still not worth it. I think they should be getting 1000 But yeah, honestly, I mean, this is a benefit, no doubt, sure. for football players. So I'm not saying it's insulting, mm -hmm. but like, I think they could have given a little more to each player. I'm actually going to disagree. I, I just feel like it's... Okay. I feel yeah. like that's an alright place to settle. I feel like Technically, you mm. didn't have to really... I, I don't want to say you didn't have to give them anything. I think it's an honor enough to be in the game. And you saw a ton of players. like yeah. I saw an sure. Instagram post, too, where they're like, yeah, I signed immediately. Yeah. I didn't need anything. Just put me in the game. Like, yeah. That's awesome. And it, it will bring a lot of recognition to players just by being in the game anyway, too. Mm -hmm. But you got to think, like, how many college football D1 players there are and they're offering. They already have eleven thousand. They already have eleven thousand signed on. And so. that's incredible. I just did the math. It should be roughly around nine million dollars to give all of them the six hundred, and then yeah. plus the game. Plus the game. What the game would have costed, which I don't know how much it's going to cost. Probably about though. seventy. That's 70 yeah, sixty nine yeah. is usually the new consoles. Yeah, 
Let's see. Yeah. 70. So you multiply that by the 15,167 mm-hmm. athletes, and that adds up too. Mm-hmm. So I just think, I think it was a, I think it was a good decision. I think there's a lot of entitlement in college. Wow. Athletes. Yeah. There, I, come I, on, man. You know there is. I mean, okay, just you, you're the one who said yeah. it. <laughs> I am the one who said it. I'll stand on that. There's it's, a lot. It's just. I, I didn't I don't know how I felt about NIL anyways. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing in a lot of areas, mm-hmm. but it's a very bad thing. There in there others. will yeah. be That's um right. player endorse endorsers who are going to be like promoting the game and uh like they're going to be kind of the head front when it comes to promotional stuff. Uh mm-hmm. is there anyone specifically mm-hmm. that you can think of that is like probably a shoe in for that? Like First, current players, yeah, yeah or or maybe like past players. Like I mean, if they got say Johnny Manziel, Tom yeah. Brady, you get the whole Heisman house to do it. I yeah, I I think sweet. honestly they're probably gonna go for a Michigan player just because we uh, just won the Natty. Um, Charles Woodson, I think. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go with the legend. Yeah, I, I think. Say. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Yeah, um, I I saw somewhere that they should have gotten like a royalties thing where they got like. Even if it was a point zero one percent, they'd be making more money. Um, yeah, that's true. Prediction wise, off of it than the six hundred dollars. They're just getting enough. <laughs> it's enough. Like it is. It is promotion. Getting, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're already D one athletes getting your entire college experience paid for. Like I just. Yeah, if you go from give me six hundred dollars in the game, <laughs> I would appreciate it if you gave me six hundred in the game. I don't need a percentage. <laughs> no percentage. You just need. They're already in college for free. <laughs> I love it's, your it's take on this, Mitch. I, mean, I love your take. Um, well, uh, a bit. Another big headline that got revealed was that to start out, only Division One teams will be in the game. How do you guys yeah. feel about that? Do you think that's warranted, or do you think some Division Two, some Division Three should pop in? I mean, I think it would be really cool to include some of those schools that people haven't heard of as much. Mm-hmm. And, like, a team like uh, Mount Union, who's been a powerhouse in Division Three conference for football, I think it would be nice to have some of those powerhouses in that, like, the ones that have been that are most uh, well-known or, like, most historical in those divisions, I think it would be nice to include uh, some of those teams. Yeah, I I agree that it would be great to include some of those teams. And I have a close friend of mine who played D3 football at Grove City College. And I think it would like, be great just to be able to use my friend in the yeah. game or like, something like that. Uh, yeah, but I understand why they didn't. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we yeah. all sitting here know why they didn't. And you can yeah. You can say... Oh, it's because they would have had to add so many teams and so many players. They spent years on this game. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have, it couldn't have been that difficult. Mm-hmm. It's the money, and yeah, they would have yeah. had to pay oh, yeah. that many more players. Yeah, I was about to say if there's already what 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 was the number you gave, Mitch? Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand one hundred sixty-seven. If there was just fifteen thousand in Division One, think about all the Division Two, all the Division Three. Oh, I have it right here. D two eighteen thousand eight hundred eighty-nine, yeah. and in D three twenty-five thousand yeah. seven hundred nine. So you're already triple, almost quadrupling how much money you would have spent just on players yeah, and wow. just on giving them the game. It's a lot of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And Let alone getting the universities to sign on to use their logos. Yep. Uh, that was one of the actual main reasons that the NCAA uh, game was able to. Yeah, I can't believe it. Pay players is because Notre Dame said that they would not allow their logos to be used if players wow. didn't get paid. 
right. <laughs> so, so, so gripe with Notre Dame, Mitch. If you, sure. <laughs> I just, it cannot be that big of a deal. No. Uh, another uh, little controversy. I really don't care too much, mm. but real coaches will not be in the game. I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah, in my opinion. yeah. it's more about the players. Exactly. So there, there's going to be. It's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah there's going to be big players that sadly won't sign off, and you'll see quarterback number two or wide receiver number six. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah. coaches would have been cool, mm-hmm. but it's it's really not necessary. Yeah, I just like, and and again, I'm a very recent college football fan, so mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. I think NFL coaches are way more, like, noti- notoriability. Like, mm-hmm. when, you, yeah, you know, so. unless you're in a very big team. Or, that, like, a Power 5 conference yeah, in general. I, I don't even know if everybody knows who that coach is. Yeah. If you're not from that school, if you're not watching their games all the time. Whereas mm-hmm. most NFL teams, even if you don't watch the team, you might know the coach. Yeah. So, sure. I don't think it's a huge deal. Uh, plus, that's just another name that you have to sign on and you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do understand cutting in that way. Uh, another thing, the last thing for NCAA 25 is the game will be different play style than Madden. It will be, I believe, a little bit more arcadey, but will have similar features such <laughs> as um, they are going to be implementing a sort of ultimate team which I'm kind of hyped for because I love yeah, Ultimate really Team cool. in Madden. Yeah, I like that they're doing a different uh, play style than Madden. Do something different. Like, get the people intrigued for the game even more by saying something like that. I think that is a smart move mm-hmm. by EA Sports. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Ultimate Team concept. I didn't even know that until you just said that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, think- I mean, that's why, that's why a lot of people are thinking some of the... Uh, sponsors are going to be guys like Johnny Manziel and yeah. Tom Brady uh, because they're going to be some of the big player cards that are going to be coming back uh, for the for ultimate sure. uh, yeah, quote-unquote yeah. the That's ultimate right. team. I hope they get like a really good RG3 card. Yeah. Because nah, I'll just I'll just abuse that card <laughs> completely. I loved RG3 in college. Well, I'm yeah, excited. I'm excited for NCAA 25. Like Mitch said, I will also be pre-ordering it. Yeah. yeah and I thank goodness, too. thank goodness, it is a different play style than Madden. You want to go <laughs> off on that? stand oh. playing Madden. It is. Like, oh. Here's my problem with that and actual just like sports games in general. They're too simulation. They are too yeah. like the actual like playing of the game. Yeah, I agree. I don't think 2K like has been actually good since like 2018 2017 i think this year's 2k wasn't bad Mm. what was different about it i don't it just didn't feel one thing about 2k that just infuriates me (laughs) is when they throw the ball all the way down the court and goes soaring over people's heads when it's easy to run out of bounds (laughs) so you take a step and you're out of bounds i think they fixed a lot of those issues okay it's just also, you have to limit expectations because at the end of the day, they are sports videos, games. Yeah. And there's only so much. You can I just do. like yeah. with with Madden specifically, it's so hmm. inconsistent. Like either, so I'm running uh, Lamar Jackson as my quarterback for Ultimate Team. Mm-hmm. I will run the exact same play, and one play, my guy runs his route the exact way you're supposed to run a route. 
The next play, he's off in Narnia doing whatever he wants to do with King Charles. Like, I don't know where he's at. Yeah, I've seen so many clips like that. Oh, I hate it so much. I, glitching and stuff. <laughs> I feel like I have a different look on it because I don't really play Ultimate Team. Okay. I play franchise a lot. So uh, I have the same, like the actual players, franchise. different overalls. And I'm telling you, if your offensive lineman isn't an 86 <laughs> plus, he just won't block. I promise he won't. That's He'll get run through in two seconds. You won't get a block. You know what I kind of <laughs> hope? If, if I think they will, but if NCAA has a like a career mode, a, a franchise mode, if that you will, sweet. I hope that they do more than just one year of story. I can't stand when I'm playing, like, 2K, and they only give me my first season of story. There's no replay <laughs> value to it Exactly. Like, no, once you get not. past that story, it's the same uh, thing over and over again. It's just playing games, working out, <laughs> upgrading your stats. Dude. There's no, like, story past that point. I mean, how much more do you want them to include, though? Because, like, I, I don't ten want to be, year, like, No, no. Give me, like, give me, like, a three-year story of, like... You know, I'll, I'll even do it with NCAA. Three-year story. You get benched the first season, but, like, you get to play, um, like, practice games or lower-tier games to ball out. Your second G year. League. Huh? You basically get, yeah, there's the G League and the NCAA. Um, <laughs> the second year, you can, like, I don't know, play a little bit, but you're not a starter. And then the third year, they give you the chance to start. You go to the championship. You win the national title. That's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like too much. I'm not a big fan of, like, really long career modes. Oh. I want it to be a little shorter. I do like the storylines always. They're like, let's keep it going. Nah, I love a uh, long story. <laughs> really? I love, uh, yeah, I hate the short and sweet. Like, there was one 2K where I think it only showed you, a, like, an actual cutscene five times out of the entire first season, and then that was your that was your entire story mode. Really, I hated I it. There's no point, honestly. Honestly, 2K and Madden, I have not gotten into them. Madden's is awful. Madden's is the like worst three years thing. Madden's, the last time Madden's really doesn't even have a story. You complete the combine, and that's basically where your story ends. Really? Based on the franchise, I think that's what it's called, uh -huh. is so stupid. It's, it's so It's dumb. so annoying. Like you, you can pick between seven college football teams and... Then you go and play two games in college. Yeah. And then you're... Like, it's really <laughs> it is honestly. Yeah, that and, is it's And like. with the NCAA, having it... I feel like this is the best place to have a long story because you have a limited amount of years. Whereas, like, yeah. NBA and Madden, you... I mean, your career can be as long as you want it to years. be. Yeah. So having a career that spans, like... If they had a career mode that spanned your entire college career, I think that'd be great. Why be, not? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Can't uh, be that hard. It can't. It really can't. I, I I mean they've been working on it for years. You can even have multiple different pathways whether you play good or not. Like it's not hard. Just put a little money into the game and people will actually put money into your game. Yeah, I think the more game modes you include, the better as well. Cause like remember um NCAA football had that uh mascot one mm -hmm. where you played all his mascots. Like, I wanna I used to love Yeah, that I mode. wanna play as Zippy and I wanna <laughs> yeah, I wanna I want Zippy to give me a diving touchdown. There's be so many <laughs> hilarious matchups based on their costumes and how they like look. It'd be so hilarious. I can't wait to play that mode. <laughs> That'd be they, amazing they if they had that it. in there. I think they will. I don't doubt that they'll do that. I just, they should. I just want it to be a fun game. I don't want it to be like right. a yeah. game. Madden. Yeah, yeah. I really don't want it to be like Madden. <laughs> well, and that's wow. the thing. I like Madden. It's just 
it could be so much better. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Why do you play it? I'm a big football fan, and I just hate that. <laughs> the only reason wow. I buy it is because it's the only NFL video game that is available. Yeah. So... Uh, I despise it. Well, we will see as more news drops throughout the summer onto actual college (laughs) ball. The NFL Combine is coming up. And, guys, I wanted to get your opinions on who you think is going to ball out. Who do you think the standouts are going to be for this Combine? Jonathan, I'm going to start with you. All right. So, number one, I got Malik uh, Neighbors of LSU. I mean, he was such a talented receiver, and I think he got overshadowed by Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he was the second-best receiver in college football. He had Jaden Daniels throwing in the ball, but like, he was such an electric route runner, his athletic ability. Some of the catches he had this year were incredible. I think he's a very talented prospect, and I really expect him to ball out in the combine. And then, um, do you want me to do my second one? Yeah, uh, yeah sure. Okay. Go for it. So, second one, I got Brock Bowers of Georgia, the tight end. Because mm-hmm. I think this guy has the potential to be a generational talent. Like, his ability to create separation, his size, 6'4", 240, such a beast for Georgia. Like, he's been incredible for them. And, like, I expect him to have a really great NFL career. And, like... Dude, this guy is so built. Like, I yeah. expect him to ha- uh, be lifting those weights, some heavy mm-hmm. weights in the combine. And, like, I can even see him running a, a great 40-yard dash time. Like, I'm excited to see them in yeah. the combine. Mitch, who are your standouts? Yeah, so I had three. And, you know, I I want – some people might know, but I want a career in football. And I think scouting is something that – I feel like is a talent of mine, mm-hmm. so I feel like you can trust me. Oh, when I, when I okay. all right. These are these, these are the real standouts for all that's listening. Uh, right. <laughs> the only standouts. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm gonna start with Troy Franklin, who's a receiver from Oregon, and I feel like no one was talking about this guy mm-hmm. because there was neighbors, there was Marvin Harrison, there was Keon Coleman from Florida State, and. I feel like Troy Franklin's kind of the forgotten guy who had 81 catches, mm-hmm. 1,383 yards, 14 touchdowns. He averaged 17 yards a catch, and he, he's a big play magnet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's 6'3", so combined with solid height, and he's a speed demon, a third down weapon, <laughs> kind of like Cole Beasley was, but he's way faster than Cole mm-hmm. Beasley ever was. I feel like that's a great player that per- people should watch out for. Jared Verse is next, defensive end from Florida State. This guy's an absolute monster. I think he was the best defensive end in college football. He had nine sacks this year, and he's just quick. He's very quick off the ball. He's aggressive. He has a full toolkit as far as getting to the quarterback and I think the combine is where he's really going to prove he's like a athletic freak. Not even to the level of Miles Garrett, but maybe someone like Kayvon Thibodeau, who we saw recently go mm, to the Giants. Yeah. I feel like he's that style of player. And last, Terion Arnold, cornerback from Alabama. He's He just played his sophomore year, and he's going into the draft, which... I believe he's going in the draft. I know he's going in the combine. He had five picks, 12 pass breakups. He's 
very sticky in coverage, hard to get away from him. Mm-hmm. A very fast. He's six foot, so not the most preferable height, but he's got amazing ball skills. And I think him going through those drills and standing out amongst the other corners who might have a bigger name, it'll be great for him. Yeah, those are some great picks, I would say. I, hey, I mean, I'm going to trust your word because you are, as you yeah. said, the real scout. You should. <laughs> you should trust my word. Uh, my my two are kind of obvious picks, uh, but, you know, sometimes the obvious are, are the ones who, yeah, who stand out. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. First one here from the Ohio State is Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, Let's go. I mean, last year... He's, he was one of the main reasons Ohio State did as good as they did. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. 14 touchdowns, 1,000-plus yards, 67 receptions. I mean, there's nothing more you could want from a wide receiver. But for sure, when yeah. you're getting compared to some of the best to have ever done it and you're still in, like, you're still a junior in college. Yeah, he was in the Heisman conversation, too. Like, that's yeah. crazy for yeah. a wide receiver. Um, I, I just think that... The only thing that could bring him down is that he's a junior because otherwise he has all the weapons, right, he has all the right. tools, oh, yeah. um, might as well bump him up to the pro league. It is going to be uh, kind of nice to get him out of the Ohio State so that way yeah. uh, less competition I'm in there. I'm interested to see where he goes. Yeah. I, is, there, is there anywhere specific you would like to see him go? I mean, it would be it would be awesome to see him with the Bears and with the number one pick, him and Justin Fields. I think that could be a lethal that go crazy or a combination. Yeah. I'd rather see the Bears take him than Caleb Williams. So interesting, the Bears. That's where he should go. Yeah. yeah, if they take Caleb Williams and they get rid of Justin Fields, I have no hope for that organization. So I mean, it would be the Bears thing to do, but it, yeah, um, <laughs> I have no hope for that organization as yeah. at all. At all. Um, so and my rough. second one, I'm going to be 100% transparent. All right. You know, you all know me as a Michigan fan. J.J. McCarthy. J.J. Uh, yeah. McCarthy. Uh, oh, really? Will, he will either get exposed for being a run-only quarterback, not able Exposed. not able to carry a pass-heavy rotation. He can't. Or he will prove that he actually can ball out, and he belongs to be an NFL quarterback. False. Dude, he was surrounded with talent. Oh, Michigan. I'm. I, that's why I. I even said it on air. I thought he was surrounded by talent, but I think he got I'm saying by his team. I, I'm saying he could. There is a chance okay. that he actually like shines and says, "Hey, I'm not just a run quarterback. Yeah. I can <laughs> throw the ball. <laughs> I can." A small chance, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's why I started with he could be exposed, okay? okay Jonathan, yes. I, right. I I was being transparent. You. He could he probably will be exposed for a yeah. run only quarterback. It also depends where he gets drafted to. Like that's a big That's part what I'm of saying. Like, I mean if the situation if a team picks him up, it's probably going to be because they want to run the ball more. They have uh really good tight ends or running backs um but yeah. if if he performs well, he then becomes one of the ultimate packages of run and pass. So yeah. it will be the spotlight on him for that little section of whether he can truly perform <laughs> and step up. Yeah, that is true. I just can't believe he's the fourth-ranked quarterback in this class, according to ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like, he's above Bo Nix and Michael <laughs> Pass Jr. 
What? <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. six. What? You didn't see that? No. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Like you just where is that national championship? ESPN. <laughs> oh yeah, let's know. Bo Nix had one of the best careers, like best passing careers, for Oregon of all time. And Michael Penix Jr. had a Heisman level caliber season. But who, who won the Natty? But who won I the can't Natty? find it. I can't find it. <laughs> Michigan had better defense. They but did. That's all, yeah. They really did. Um, no, but like I said, I think it's it's probably going to expose him. But it's, if he proves that he can pass the ball, he might prove that he should be in that position. Yeah. So yeah. it really just depends. For sure. It depends on how he throws the ball in the combine to what his career is going to be. Yeah, out he's to be. one of those guys he's going to have to show out because of the guys that are above him exactly. in the rankings and below. And the guy below him. I mean, you yeah. mentioned oh, yeah. um, he, he really has a whole lot to prove. There was someone I saw, I think it was on the tight ends, that there's really only one guy who can go down. Pretty much the rest can only go up. I think J.J. McCarthy's yeah. floor is guy. so low that he's going to fall hard if he doesn't perform. Yeah, that, so. that is for sure, to be honest, yeah. I heard my glorious Seahawks were considering drafting him, and if we take J.J. McCarthy <laughs> uh, with our first-round pick, I'm going to throw a chair through a window <laughs> because that is can we just... watch? Can we watch the draft together so I can see that? No. Because that would be amazing. I, mean, I could see them drafting a quarterback. The draft is in Detroit. I thought, like, how much is it to, like, go to the draft? It's in Detroit. It's not that far. I don't know. Be Look it up. To Maybe we can get passes. Honest, honestly. <laughs> we pr- we would not, Mitchell. Why not? <laughs> I know people from Baldwin Wallace that went there. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, but before we even went on air, uh, me and Jonathan were talking when we saw a report that the Browns have already reportedly been talking to prospects even before the Combine. But these names, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I'm not a, n- not none of us knew. With them. Big so, college football fan, but I don't know <laughs> the names that So, one. quarterback John Plumley from Ole Mississippi, running back Aiden Robbins from BYU, wide receivers Phoenix Sproles from James Madison, and Malik Washington from Virginia, offensive tackle Gabe Wallace from Buffalo, defensive tackle Tully Letu Legasanoa from Washington, defensive end. John Morgan the third from Arkansas and Nelson Caesar from Houston. Hmm, okay. My I really couldn't care less about <laughs> these guys because like we all said, no one knows who they are. Um, but my question is, how do you feel about teams kind of already dipping their toes into talking to players even before the combine? I mean, it's all right. I don't think it's too early to be honest, just because like NFL is like an all-year thing. You're always in that mindset of some something's always going on in the NFL, whether they're in the offseason or not. I think the front office, that's like their job. Mm-hmm. And the scouts, like they, they prepare all year for this. And I think like putting the work in, like I don't blame them. Like I don't think it's too early to be doing it. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the timing is fine. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I think the... The part that upsets me is just that the Browns have gotten themselves in a position where they don't have a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you guys rough. can thank Deshaun Watson for that because <laughs> that pick yeah. belongs to Houston. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I, was, I, w- I was also going to ask, who do we think uh, or what position are the Browns looking to grab? I would say defense end because okay. you, you don't know the situation with uh, Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. 
Miles Garrett's the only sure thing on mm. that line, and I think you can always look for upgrades or like second strings at that position. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. And my answer was honestly wide receiver. Okay. Because I don't know if I we're getting Amari Cooper here. back, yeah. and if we don't, we better we get better get Amari Cooper back. If I don't even want you to don't. speak that into existence. Man. You guys want Elijah Moore as the number one receiver on the Cleveland Browns? No, but no. we're not losing Amari Cooper. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe so. I think he's staying. <laughs> we gotta decide where our money's going because we got a couple guys that are gonna be asking. Yeah, it, it will. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of moves in this postseason, so yeah, definitely sure. to look out for, and especially look out for the combine as we definitely have some late round picks that could become sleeper picks but in the next segment in our second hour we will be talking about some more cleveland sports with the cleveland cavaliers so stick tuned here on sports power talk welcome back to sports power talk here on 88.1 guys we got calves here are you guys ready Uh, are you ready let's go (laughs) all right uh, we were just talking about the standings. The Cavs are number two, but you wouldn't know it if you saw their game against the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Jonathan, you were there in person. Yeah. Talk to us about how awful they looked. <laughs> I mean, they didn't look terrible throughout the game. I think the Magic were just the better team in the second half, and I we couldn't stop uh, Franz Wagner on the team. Like he was, uh, he was dominating in the paint. And he it was annoying. Like he he was showing off, and he's from Michigan too. So like I can't stand him already. And he gave me another reason not to like him. But yeah, he did lead the team with 22 points, and he did great in that game. But yeah, I I didn't like what I saw. It was evident we didn't have that leader. Like we weren't playing exactly as a team like we normally do. We had the assist numbers. But it just wasn't there from a standpoint. We didn't have a guy to take over. We didn't have our leader on the court. And, I mean, Darius Garland, I expected to have, like, a huge step, a huge, great game, but it just wasn't there. And the team, they were consistent, like, scoring-wise, but, like, it was evident watching the game that they weren't playing together mm-hmm. and they weren't at full strength. Mitch, yeah. Mitch, the... Uh... <laughs> The WZIP Orlando Magic supporter here. Yeah, the only (laughs) one, really. I mean, I want to start by saying I think this game for Darius Garland is a prime example that you can't just read stat sheets. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just reading the stat sheet, he had a double-double. He Mm -hmm. had 18 points and 10 assists. Looks like a great game. Exactly, yeah. But when you read into it, you realize he's not a closer at all. Darius Garland, like, in the fourth quarter, just isn't a factor in the slightest. And Right, yeah. it's Any team is going to be torn if they are minus a top eight player in the league, I'd say. I think Donovan's safely top eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that clearly showed. But <laughs> as the Orlando Magic <laughs> enthusiast... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm all for this victory for the Magic, you know? I, I just am. And Moritz Wagner dominated inside yeah, 22 Moritz points. Not, yeah. Franz Wagner had 14. Paulo Bancaro's coming right off being sick, and he still had 12 points. Yeah, he did struggle in the game. Yeah, but he he was just sick. Yeah, and yeah I heard about it after. I was like, oh, shoot. Pretty clear. They finally got someone to shoot the ball, Joe Ingles. 
actually at 12 points. I don't he know did how pretty good been. in the game, honestly. He They're kind of trash-talking a little bit, too, the Orlando Magic. I'm like, I don't know what they have against us, but they they were talking to the bench. <laughs> like, some of the shots they were hitting, they are all up in our faces. I was like, what the heck? It's that Orlando magic aggression. It's the Orlando magic culture. Magic. <laughs> That's what I call it. That's what I call it. Whoa. Hey, Logan, how you doing, buddy? Congrove. Yeah, he's not even here to defend himself. Yeah, I know he's listening. Hey, Logan Congrove, that's that magic culture for you, Bubba. Yikes. Uh, and then we also just yesterday lost to the 76ers. Guys. Yeah, no Donovan. It's just a tough game. That's, it, it's, it's, it's really proving that we do rely very heavily on him. Yeah, and, it really does, for sure. As we should, though. I mean... Yeah, to a yeah. point, to a degree, we should still be able to compete with some of these teams, especially the Magic and the Sixers. Yeah, when you think about it, though, they are two uh, top six teams mm-hmm. in the East. They are. I feel like we can't hold ourselves down too much about those games because mm-hmm. those are those are some really good teams. They're going to be in the playoffs. Both of them, yeah, Logan right. are <laughs> going to be in the playoffs, and you know it's. It's not going to get any easier. Like, what are we doing in the playoffs if we run into a team, even like Miami, mm-hmm. who, you know, Logan went on a 20-minute dialogue about heat culture last yes. week in front of Abby and Maya, and I was sitting right over there as I listened to it. And <laughs> we, we know how they get when the playoffs start. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. What, what do we do if Donovan Mitchell can't play any of those games? Like, do we just lose every game without him? As of right now, it would look that way. I mean, like, like who's finishing game? Even if it's close, who's taking that last shot? Garland yeah. cannot do it. Yeah, oh, no clutch. He doesn't have a clutch bone in his body. Past two games. It's going to be Jared Allen or Evan Mobley. Yeah. And I don't yeah. even want Evan Mobley taking the last shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. He's been taking the ball up more, too. Like, in the game against Orlando Magic, they just let Evan Mobley take the ball up and, like, drive to the hoop a couple times. Like... I'm not, I was different. You, to see. So here's a question: Do you think this sort of reliance on Donovan came because of the injuries to Garland and Mobley? Mm. A little bit, I would say. Honestly, we had to rely on him more. Mm-hmm. I it, think Darius Garland hasn't been able to be at a hundred percent at all since he's been back, though. He has not looked like the same player. Yeah, it's very clear to me that Darius Garland still is not at 100%. Yeah. And he he got a lot of heat. I was going through some comments on after the Orlando game. Darius Garland is getting a lot of heat. Like, he's a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I think he just plays too fast. That's always been my thing with him is he plays too fast. Is he Kyle Woods? He's like the he Ky- no, he is. He's the Kyle Woods of the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's he plays crazy, too like, fast. Yeah, well. Well, I did he, say he I did really say fast. she was the Darius Garland of the women's basketball, yeah, so I have true, to say yeah. the I have to say <laughs> both ways. That, that's fair. Um, but no, he just plays too fast. Like I'll be watching the game and I just want to like shake him and say slow down. You'll make the basket, I promise. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Cavs are still in great shape though. I mean, it, but, like, these last two games are troubling just because, like, it does really show how much we mm-hmm. need Donovan Mitchell, how much we need that leader on the floor. Yeah, so here's my here's my question to both of you. If Donovan doesn't resign, if he goes to free agency <laughs> and goes elsewhere, uh, oh, what do the Cavs do? It's uh, That's such a it, nightmare. It's, it's tough. It's tough to, like, decide on. Especially looking at what they're doing now. Oh. <sighs> There's going to need to be some changes if we lose Donovan. 
I mean, so what happens? Do we bring someone in? Do we move someone up? Please bring some. Uh, but you know why that also sucks for Darius Garland? I feel like every time, every single year, Darius Garland has had a different role. Like mm-hmm. his role just keeps switching. Sure. Yeah, it does seem that way. Can you, can you dive deeper into that? It's just like, oh well, when he's younger, it's oh you're the you're the young star, and we don't need too much out of you right now. But the Cavs are garbage right now, so you're going to receive a lot of heat, and mm-hmm. then. We bring in Donovan, and it's like, oh, well, now you got to be second fiddle to this guy. And then there's injuries, like consistent injuries with the Cavs. And we want him to be a shooter, and then we don't. And then we need him to take it inside, and then we need him to be a clutch player. But all last season, he didn't do that because Donovan did it. It's just like I feel like he's being thrown for a whirlwind as far as what we need out of him. And he's still averaging 18 points per game. Which is solid. It's nothing yeah. crazy, mm-hmm. but as far as your second, third best player, I would call him our third best player this year because Jared Allen's done. Oh, Jared uh, Allen has really stepped oh, up he, into that position. Huge. He's been huge for us. I mean, yeah, honestly, the only reason we're sitting where we're at right now in the standings is because of Jared Allen mm-hmm. and Donovan Mitchell. And I mean, Darius Garland, he did get hurt. Same with Evan Mobley. But, like, I'm just, like, it's been evident, like, watching them on the court. Like, not even looking at the stats because, like, the stats don't really show like tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen have been carrying this team much much of the year. I mean, we've gotten games from Evan Mobley, Max Struess. They've had their their great games and high games, and Karis LeVert a few of them as well. But we just need to find that consistency on offense. I want to talk like just for real quick. I don't want to do go too deep mm-hmm. into it, but how perfect this team is at full health, like. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't think I'm shocking anyone when I say they could win an NBA championship. The, the month of January yeah, was the best I've seen the Cavs in years. It's that insane. month was amazing. I mean, they were incredible. Everyone's mm-hmm. role is perfect. Mm-hmm. You're not asking too much of everyone mm-hmm. because Donovan has the majority of the load, of course. But I think he's the kind of player that that's going to be anywhere he goes. He knows how much of the load he has on him, and that's when he thrives. Donovan is clutch. Donovan can't handle the load. Garland doesn't mm-hmm. have too much of on him when Donovan's in. You know, he does still play too fast, so if he mm-hmm. can calm down a little bit, that'd be awesome. But you talk about Jarrett Allen. Evan Mobley, like, their stats are so eerily close. They both average 15. They both mm-hmm. average 10 rebounds. They both average two assists. Jarrett Allen is shooting a little better. They both average a block per game. Like, Evan Mobley is the defensive piece mm-hmm. on this team. And now that he's finally figured out how to shoot and he finally has a half-decent form, I feel like Evan Mobley is mm-hmm. like the next really big thing in the NBA, not just the Cavs. But when, when that's a fully healthy team and Max Struess isn't going two for 25 like from three because <laughs> he's just ridiculous sometimes... I feel like yeah, this is some games like that. I, it's so hard to watch. Yeah. He's so inconsistent. He started off the year like everyone was so hey, high. Shooter shoot. Hey. <laughs> well, he he should not shoot as much. <laughs> well, one of the main reasons I asked the question if where we should move, if we should bring someone up, is because why is Imani Bates still in the G League? Yeah, he he's been is balling. Out balling He's dominating. Isn't he averaging like 26 points per game or something? Right now, one of the best. The current stat line is 20 points, 
uh, oh, okay. with four three points made each time, um, two assists, six rebounds, almost a, uh, one steal, one block. Like he's an amazing player at this age. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand. He's younger than me. He's younger than me, yeah, and he's balling out. <laughs> like, why? Why is I, I've been seeing um, on the Cavs Instagram all the time. They bring up players. I've never once seen Amani bring being brought up. Why? Uh, why can't we bring him up? Why can't he be uh, our sixth man or our seventh man? You know, be that guy who, when we have an injury, like uh, when Garland went out, he could have filled that role. I think he could have filled that role amazingly. Can we send D Wade down? <laughs> Like send yeah. What is your hate with Dean Wade? He's so bad. He's <laughs> Yo, so I, bad. I agree with you with Dean Wade. I mean, he's just a three-point shooter. He doesn't really provide with anything else. He doesn't play defense either. Like, why are you that big and you don't play defense? And, you know, <laughs> you mentioned when Garland went out. I even thought they could have brought up Sharif Cooper. Mm-hmm. I think he does not get nearly enough. No. Like, he drops 30-point games every other night. Go I think, look up his stats. I think we are, we are losing very talented players in our G League and we have bench players who don't even deserve to ride the Cavs bench. It's crazy. I mean, I'll, right now I wouldn't say there's like too many guys I would say don't deserve like a roster spot though. Like I think Craig Porter Jr. has definitely been like an energizer for the team mm. like on the bench and like in that rotation. But yeah, Dean Wade He's one of those guys where it's like, ah, he just, yeah, all I he just, is is a three-point I, I think if we else. lose Donovan, we need to bring up one of these G League players who oh, yeah. is destroying no the doubt. G League, windling away down there. And if you put them on an NBA court, you know, I'm not saying right away. Right. Like, they're not going to ball out in their first game. They might. But right. you give them five games, they're going to start clicking and they're going to start dominating yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think, I mean, the Cavs have been great ever since LeBron left. The Cavs have been great at bringing up young talent mm-hmm. and, like, developing. Guys like Evan Mobley and Darius Garland are key examples like that. And now you got Sam Murrell, Craig Porter Jr., mm-hmm. playing valuable minutes on this team and providing a spark off the bench. So I think, like, yeah, I mean, I don't... Losing Donovan Mitchell would be devastating. Mm-hmm. It would hurt terribly, but, like... I think the Cavs would be able to pull through and at least even get a winning record if they were to lose Donovan Mitchell I'm also, next year. Can I just say this? I am sick of the notion that if Donovan goes to free agency, he's instantly going to New York. Yeah, I can't oh, stand that. Well, that. It hurts because they just beat us in the playoffs. Like that, like that would be terrible. Of all the team, like if he lands on the Nets or the Knicks, he's ruining his career. You That's think my, so? Maybe uh, the Knicks. Maybe the Knicks are good. He's from That's New what York, isn't he? That yeah, that's the only good? reason people say he should go, like, he's going right. there. But yeah. The Knicks are a good team this year. That's why I I don't know how, like... I don't see a fit there. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Someone's stepping yeah. down. I think it's great. I think Knicks would be great for... I think Nets would be terrible. No, I Nets would be gar- awful. I'd Nets, rather see him on the Nets than the Knicks. I think Cavs fans would rather see him on the Nets than oh, Knicks. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because he yeah, makes Knicks championship contest, I think. I think they're already a championship contender. I, I think he oh, should go somewhere else other than New York. How about Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, stay in Cleveland. <laughs> How about that? Um, yeah. No, but I'm I'm sick of the narrative that if Donovan leaves, he's instantly going to New York, yeah, and there's so no annoying. other teams. That's the only team they've mentioned. Yeah. Honestly, I think, I mean, you might hate it, and it might be annoying, but I think it's realistic. Like, that's, it is. 
Yeah, that's is. the only place he's talked about going. No. I just, no. I, I feel like I feel like that's we have to make peace with that idea being a possibility. It's a possibility, but it's not the only. Like people are making it out to be the only outcome. Is yeah, definitely not. Donovan goes free agency. He's instantly going to New York. Seems like he's really enjoyed being a part of the Cavs, though. Yeah, and he's I really bought into the I, culture here. I honestly like. Players. I don't think it is, um, a bad take to say that he will stay with Cleveland. No, I think he. Sweet. There's a very high possibility that he resigns. Right, uh, yeah. but if we, especially if we keep playing like we were in January and most of February, yes, yes. um. You know, this team is championship material. We're second seed, mm-hmm. uh, only uh, outranked by the Celtics, which we'll talk about that in a second. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, the Cavs are great right now. I don't yeah, see if real. you move, unless you go to, like, maybe a handful of different teams, you're kind of demoting yourself. Yeah, like, it doesn't feel like we're second in the East right now, though. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the media, like, they don't treat it like we're second. Oh, no. Well, you do not get talked about at all. Like, you hear about the Bucks and the Knicks who are behind us in the Stings. They get talked about mm-hmm. a lot more. Same with the 76ers. They'll, like, talk about Joel Embiid, even though he's not playing yep. now, more than they do about the Cavs on the, TV. The media is so skewed. You'll hear about the nine-seed Lakers before you hear <laughs> yeah, about the Yeah, the Lakers and Cavs. Warriors get mentioned every hey. show. And no, no, we're gonna do they, the Warriors hate thing because they're so right bad. Now. They are bad. It's not. They hate. are bad. They're really. <laughs> they're they're inconsistent and bad, is, but, which is the worst. And, <laughs> I would rather you be really bad than be bad with a couple good games here and there because I hate false yeah. hope. It's it's the worst thing in sports. Why? I mean, Curry's still bowling out too. Why are they not just like completely redo everything at the trade deadline? Get rid of Clay. Get rid they of Draymond. They keep hold of that dynasty. They That's what I've been saying. I've been saying for months, guys. It's the, delusion. The they Warriors think they can get it done. The Warriors don't care don't. about their young players. They're the only young guy that they're actually like investing in right now is Kaminga, and I wouldn't be shocked if as, he gets shipped off should. here soon. Oh, um, they better not. That would be a terrible decision. For I them. know. They I, they I keep would love to see it though. They keep trading away players and it is so frustrating because then they throw multi-million dollar contracts at people who won't even be here in five years' times. I think remember I be, being on with you before on SBT and you talking about this. It just ran, upsets me so this. much, dude. Sorry. Oh, my. I don't under... I, you know <laughs> what? I'm bringing it up right this. now. <laughs> this was, we're waiting for the downfall of This the was supposed to be in the next segment, but I'm bringing it right here. Warriors head coach Steve Kerr just got $35 million extension. Yeah, why? He has just become the most paid, co- paid coach in history. He's not the best coach in the Mr. league. Mr. Carried by Curry. I yeah. don't understand. Like, <laughs> his mentality of just... He's an overrated coach. <laughs> okay. That one hurt. That one hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think he used to be a great players. coach. I think he's um, still a great coach. I don't because the decisions, great, the decisions like to the ship away he's all these players the is so frustrating to me. Yeah. When you had guys last season, when you had a guy, Dante DiVincenzo, who I was quoting as being the next top tier Warriors player, and you ship him off, and now he's doing nothing on a nothing team is so frustrating to me. That Invest in your talent. But like you got um, a nothing team. Pazensky now. Is that how you say his name? Which one? 
Pajanski. Yeah. Like, I, that, that guy's basically taking over for Dante. Hold on. And guess what? In a few months, he's gone. <laughs> what are you holding on about? Do you hate the Knicks? <laughs> yeah. You just got the Knicks a nothing team. I actually really hate the Knicks. Bro, oh, they yeah, are champions. We can't. Yeah, Who's not, we? Huh? Who are you saying I we? I said they. Oh, I, I thought they. you said we are. Yeah, I was going to no, say. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Look, I, I'm a... I was a big Julius Randle supporter, so I. But I wouldn't say we. I wouldn't go that far. But they're champ. I think they're the third best team in the East right now because the Bucks. Third best team oh, in the East. Better than the Bucks. Yeah, Dude, better the than Bucks the Bucks. Are gonna turn it around. Doc Rivers is absolutely abysmal. He is horrible. They got Damian Lillard and Giannis on the same team. This is going to come together in the second half. This is not coming together. And the Knicks <laughs> this, are coming they're together. They're going to be a force in the playoffs. The Knicks getting Ananobi out of that trade was an absolute fleece. <laughs> and they are. That, that was huge for them. You're laughing? <laughs> no, I just like I like his name. That's what I was laughing about. Oh, yeah. You're feeling really <laughs> silly, huh? Yeah. Well, that's all right because <laughs> I demand Knicks respect in here, man. Not not before. I no, I ain't giving no Nick respect. If they get Donovan Cowson, I, I would not be rooting for the Knicks or saying they're championship. Rooting for them. Okay, <laughs> we gotta respect them. Okay. If they <laughs> get, get Donovan respect. Mitchell, the Cows get disrespected though. They don't get enough respect. Exactly. I agree. They're not in the yeah. media at well, all. And, yeah, and like it's crazy. Like we said, they're in the second seed, but really, I don't even see them moving up. If we look at this. Uh, we, were, we were talking about it before. Yeah. The gap between the Celtics and the Cavs is bigger than the Timberwolves and the Suns. And the that's, gap, one, that's one to eight, yeah. correct? Yeah. The gap between one and two in the East is the same as one and eight in the West. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. I, it's not even the same. It's more. Is it, it, no, that's what I was saying. It's it's yeah, bigger. Like, it's, like, I unless the Celtics, like, unless Tatum breaks his ankle... They're sticking forbid, in that number one know, spot. Forbid that, too. Oh, yeah. Huh? No we never want to see injuries, you know. Well. What? <laughs> I don't like. not do I'm that. A, I'm, a Jason, not I'm, do that. I'm a quoted Jason Tatum hater. So. Why? Dude, Jason Tatum's Jason a beast. Tatum is a top 10 he's, player yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, he's up there. I don't like I'm him. We're on an eight-game win streak. No, I mean, they're good. And you know? he's good. But he can't do it in big games. Yeah, he can. What? When does he want a championship? How many have, times has he made the finals? So, so can Damian Lillard? He, can Damian so Lillard not do it in big moments? He's never won a championship. Yeah, he's, apparently he's not because he's never won a championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was on a bad team. The Celtics teams have sh- they should have won a championship in the past few years this with the teams the, you they've can't had. Blame Tatum. This is the best team I do blame had, Tatum. <laughs> I blame Tatum. If we're quoting Tatum as being their best player, I blame him. Dude, did he b- score like 50 points in that game seven against the 76ers last year? That was the biggest And then he lost year. to the Heat, the, the eighth okay, seed the Heat. Jason Tatum? Like a magically different team <laughs> in the playoffs. Didn't that go to seven? <laughs> did it go series. to seven? I thought it went to six. I believe yeah. it went to seven. It might have gone and to seven. Yeah, game six was seven, when yeah. he had like... A phenomenal game. And then he lost. Because he was hurt in game set. He played through an injury the whole game. Oh, that's right. I yeah, I, I don't care. That. He can't <laughs> he can't win. Yeah, he can. He can he pretty he can win. <laughs> They're the favorites for the finals this year. They can I, they were the favorites last year, weren't they? Or was it the 76ers? I I don't I don't think I they're the look favorites. Because I'm telling you right now, Tatum has done nothing with great teams. Teams that should have won what finals. What is nothing? Like, what well, do you consider yeah, do you nothing? Mean? He's they never won a championship. They won the first he, he hasn't even been in the top three MVP votes for the last, like, five years. 
So he is they're, now. Yeah, they're now superstars. There's only a couple of guys that have really been in that conversation. Nah. You said nothing. <laughs> they beat the three seed Sixers. Then they played the Heat, took him to seven while Tatum was injured. And let's not <laughs> act like Jalen Brown was helping anyone last year. Jalen Brown couldn't dribble with his left hand in the whole playoffs. <laughs> he just really couldn't. And the yeah. Heat run a phenomenal run. Yeah, but he just yeah, can't win. <laughs> I, I stand by. I've said in the past, if Tatum can actually, like, Win a chip if he can win MVP. I will take back what I say. I That's still think a he's a great player. It's not this that is high. Brock Purdy Super Bowl MVP expectations. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, we won't respect him unless he wins a Super Bowl. Like you can't Dude, do it's that. It's been the same guys in the MVP conversation in the past three years. And you know it's he's been not Jokic, Giannis, Luka, and, all guys. And like if that. Tatum's that guy, like everyone touts him to be, I also just hate how much like touting he gets That's as being so, the best. I can't stand favorite. that. That's not We're saying he's top 10, though, not like top three. I would agree he was top 10. Okay. Good. I don't, okay so what do you need from him? The, 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 the way you're talking, you're saying he's not even like top 20. No, way, no. He's top, about he's top 10, but he can't win these moments. So the MVP is way okay. different because you know he's not going to win MVP. Why? Because the team yeah. overall is great, but he's the best player on a great team. Okay. If you're the best player on the best team, you should win MVP. No. What? No. That's not the way they give that. If you're the best player on the LeBron best team. LeBron James would have nine MVPs. Yes, and that sh- <laughs> it should be like that. If you're the best player on the be best like team, that. if you're carrying your team to, what is this, 45 wins? No, it's because hmm. best. that's most valuable. The Just MVP, you're the best what's the, the MVP team? most valuable player? What do you mean? The MVP that's award. my point. <laughs> The MVP award gets carried by stats. If you have the stats, like not not just points, rebounds, like field goal percentage, free throw percentage, all that stuff. Jokic, I mean, uh, dude, I don't know. Tatum's not I, that I, guy. He can't do that. Yeah, then. he is. Then he can't do that. If dude, he, he can't do everything he quite for the Celtics literally team. This, this Celtics team is very talented. I don't think the MVP always goes the best player on the best team. It hardly yeah. ever does. It should, though. It, it, it shouldn't. It's so it, what do you mean it shouldn't? Because it's statistically it's, based. It should be who's valuable to their team. The Are you saying Westbrook Tatum's not valuable to the team? He's not the most valuable player to his team. Who's the most valuable player to his team? <laughs> Shea. If you take yeah. Shea off the Thunder, they're a 13 seed. They're second in the I West. Thought you, I thought you just said that Tatum wasn't the most valuable to the Celtics. He's not. No, oh. no, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. okay. I get what you're saying. Okay. He is the most valuable player to that team. He's not the most valuable player to his team as far to as eight, players yeah, go. Yeah, okay. To a team. I, I understand. Because if you take Shea off the Thunder, there's It's nothing. like a ratio thing. Like, if you take yes, Shea yes, off. Yes. If you take Shea off the Thunder, they're probably like 13th seed. If you take yeah. Tatum off. If you take off, Tatum off the Celtics, they're still I get in that. the playoffs. I, un- I, I can respect that point of view. So that's how I think it's MVP should work. It. Mm. Yeah. That's how it worked when Westbrook won it. He averaged a triple-double, and yeah. under were like eight seed. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we actually will be talking about who we think the MVP will be in our next segment as we do have some early award <laughs> predictions as well as some overall NBA talk and hot mic. So if you haven't had your question in yet, please go put it in. You won't want to miss our last segment of Sports Power Talk. Stay tuned.
Welcome back, everybody, to Sports Power Talk here on 88.1. My name is Logan Buchanan. And guys, I didn't introduce you last time, so I'll do it this time. I'm being joined by Jonathan Harsh. Hello, everybody. Good and, afternoon. And Mitch Bates. Yes, sir. We just had some heated discussions <laughs> about the Cavs and the NBA as a whole. So we have some more little headlines as well as some early predictions and of course hot mics so if you have any last minute questions please get them in on twitter at wcip sports but to start us off like i said in the last segment warriors head coach steve kerr has agreed on a 35 million dollar extension i don't really want to talk about steve kerr anymore but just talk about as a whole do we think this is viable for coaches to be paid this much for just a little extension uh yeah. I think so. I appreciate the coaches getting paid and I feel like for the most part coaches are mistreated, especially mm. in the NBA. It's clear what happened with the Bucks coach. I think that was completely that was distasteful. Crazy. I mean yeah, to bring in Rivers sure. and it's a downgrade in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like coaches are usually treated with distasteful you know, just distasteful mm-hmm. mannerisms. So I feel like giving him all the money for short extensions I'm completely fine with it it's not like they don't have money to spend sure Jonathan right yeah I do agree with that with uh, Steve Kerr I I think he I mean I do think he's an overrated coach and I don't think he (laughs) should be getting paid this much amount of money but like the Warriors they're one of the most valuable franchises in the NBA they can afford this yeah they they got money to throw around it's not like a big deal for yeah. me on See, how much he gets paid. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I come from it since I am a Warriors fan. I look at it and I think of how much like we could have spent that money elsewhere. Like even if it was just yeah. five million dollars out of that thirty five, like that could have gotten us a player who can replace uh Clay Thompson, Draymond Green when they leave. That's right. that's yeah. my thinking is you spend all that money just on a few year extension when we could be getting new players, younger players to kind of up the Warriors and keep us at that high stock value. Exactly, yeah. I agree with you. 100%. That's just me. Moving on, Kevin Durant has officially passed Carmelo Anthony for ninth all-time career points. Shout out, Kevin Durant. I hate you. Um, (laughs) Really? Yeah. I didn't even... I. So it's oh yeah well, well it's yeah. weird right since yeah. big Warriors fan I did not like him joining the Warriors leaving the Thunder joining the Warriors mm-hmm. couldn't stand it I think the whole NBA didn't like it so I think um the I think at least one of the Finals MVPs should have gone to Steph or Clay over him um and then I think he's just a ring chaser. We've seen he yeah, he goes yeah. to the Nets. They don't do anything, so he goes to the Suns. He's making all these changes to the Suns, and there's already rumors that he's looking elsewhere. I yeah, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But I mean, there's no doubting he's a great player. Yeah, he's a great scorer. Credit where credits do. He's one uh, of the best scores of all time. Yeah, do, no doubt. Do, where where do we see his ceiling being in terms of like career points? Because it's hard enough just to break the top 10, but to move into that ninth yeah. spot, and he still probably has a few more years left in him. Where do we see him possibly landing? Um, I mean, I don't I don't know how many years he has left. It just depends on, like, the inju- inju- injuries. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I mean, but, yeah, he definitely has years left in him. I don't see him, like, making a huge push because he's still – like over three thousand or three thousand nine hundred points away from Shaq for eighth all mm-hmm. time, 
So it's all going to, like, the furthest he can get seventh. Oh, wow. Okay. At the very most. Okay. If he plays yeah. the full potential, if he's like a LeBron and makes it to like 40 and is still putting up mm-hmm. that many points per game. But yeah, I mean, he'll, I think he can pass Shaq. I think he still has a bunch in the, left in the tank. I mean, he's having an incredible year so far as well. One of the best of his careers, which is shocking to me. Yeah, it's crazy to say. Yeah, I think this he late can in the game. one step up, but that's it. There we go. Well, we are going to get right into our early predictions then as we will be predicting the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man, Most Improved Player, and Coach of the Year. As we still have a bunch more basketball to play, these are early predictions. All of these can fluctuate. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Some of these might be biased opinions. Who cares? We're we're here for it. (laughs) Um, But let's start off with the most important, the most valuable player Mitch, who do you think the MVP is going to be? Uh, you can say I'm biased, <laughs> but I think it very well should be Shea Gilgis Alexander. And it's I fair. kind of it's fair. went in on it earlier when I said, look at where any of the teams with the MVP candidates would be without that player. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I look at the top for MVP, I look at Tatum. I look. I did look at Embiid, but he got hurt. Yeah. I look at Jokic, and I'm pretty sure that's the top three running right now. And without Tatum, Celtics are a top four or five team still in the East. Yeah. Without mm-hmm. Jokic, I feel like the Nuggets are still at least a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. Without Shea, <laughs> the Thunder are bottom feeders. <laughs> so mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it. I mean. Me being a half fan of this team and <laughs> half like, fan, okay. Yeah, I'm not full OKC. Okay, <laughs> right. Really, really it's, like the team. It's just I know that there's games where these guys have no offensive production at all, but Shea yeah. lose by 20 and Shea will have 35 points. So right, it's I just think it really should be Shea. He's made great advancements on every part of his game. He can do anything. He's not just a three point merchant. Mm-hmm. He can, get mid-range, I think Shea deserves MVP. It, it's actually kind of crazy because originally I had written down that Jason Tatum would win MVP. He could. Really? But your argument That's about funny. being the most valuable for your team actually kind of swayed me, and I'm going to mm-hmm. switch my pickup. I think most deserving, if you even just look at the stat line, is Luka Doncic. <laughs> he is crazy. Luka. The fact yeah. that if he has a 32 eight and seven game his stats will go down is baffling to me that is absolutely uh, nuts i'm not the one to ask i don't like him what i don't like Luka how do you not like Luka Doncic? he's cool what do you what do you not like about him here's my point to you what what is it that you love about him and you just despise about tatum he's carrying his team to the sixth that's not impressive no it's not carrying your team to the sixth so is Paulo Bancaro. No one's talking about Paulo. <laughs> right. No. Paulo Bancaro's not an MVP candidate. He's, He's also not averaging a triple double. Mm. When when Westbrook was averaging a triple double, everyone was crazy about Westbrook. Anthony but Davis was like averaging a double double before he started getting hurt. Is he an MVP candidate? What? <laughs> no, because he gets hurt. I think he should be. What? Anthony Davis should be an MVP candidate. Yeah. You're crazy. Have you not 
not watch them when he's on the court? Anthony Davis is a monster. You're baffling to me right now, man. You do got to fit that threshold of the amount of games you can play, though. I think he's problem. I think he has it. So far? I don't know. Look at this. He's averaging 25 and 12. But Luka doesn't doesn't deserve it? No. What do you mean? He's averaging more and playing more. It's not all about points, though. Luka has way more help, too. Huh? Uh, huh? Luca has more help that. than Anthony Davis? Yeah. Are you crazy? Whoa, Anthony Davis sucks. has LeBron James. You LeBron put LeBron James, James with Luka. You put LeBron James with Luka Doncic, they win a championship. No, they don't. You, what are you talking they about, just bitch? Don't. Are you crazy? You, you just you got you're joking right now. I'm actually not joking at all. No, I don't know how you could say that. The Dallas Mavericks have more help than the Lakers. They do. You're no, they don't. No, you, no, they don't. The Lakers suck. Little, who does Who does Luca have? Who does? I'm looking up the rosters right now, so I don't get it wrong. Ky- I'll look up. Yeah, both. they have Kyrie. They got Tim Hardaway, who's a great sixth man. I mean, they got Derek Lively, a young player. Derek Lively is really good. He's been pretty. Yeah, he's been decent this year. Pretty good for a rookie. But you're yeah, crazy just, for saying Luca has Washington. Help. Okay, yeah, they did get those let's, were two good acquisitions, but and like let's the Lakers not, still have way more talent. Let's not go on name value. Let's go on production for the Lakers. Why okay, we yeah, that? all right. Well, Even production. LeBron I mean. James. It's LeBron James, Mitch. What does that mean? He's Kyrie the, Irving. He's, it doesn't. You just mentioned his age. It doesn't that, matter his age. He's still averaging. He makes players around him better. Exactly. Who he has, besides Anthony Davis is better because of LeBron right now? D'Angelo Ooh. Russell. Austin what is Reeves. he doing? Austin Reeves, Tajon Prince. Ta- <laughs> Terry <laughs> Prince. He did not just even say that guy's name. Dude, he's in, in the starting lineup. <laughs> Doesn't he? What sucks. are you talking about, man? He, he You're telling me he would not be in the league if it wasn't for LeBron right now. I would take about seven players on the Mavericks <laughs> over no eight over him. You're crazy. No. Over Tareen Prince? No, <laughs> John, Jonathan, give me your MVP. I, I okay. this is crazy. So you're I, crazy. <laughs> I hate to say it, but like I gotta say, Nikola Jokic. And part of it, I do want to disagree with you guys on this. For but um. I, I do think he's the most, like, if you're talking about the most valuable to his team, I do think it is Shea right now. I got to give the edge to Shea. But, like, in terms of, like, production and everything combined, all those things, and I do think the MVP um, voting, they do lean on stats pretty heavily. Yep. Like, the points, rebounds, and assists, and, like, that combined. And, like, Jokic is top five in rebounds and assists. He's top 15 in points. Uh, top 12 in field goal percentage. And, like, on a night-and-night basis, he's putting up triple-doubles. And, like, as you guys said, Russell Westbrook, that MVP award, he got a bunch of triple-doubles. And Jokic, every night, you may call it stat padding, but, like, he shoots consistently from Mm -hmm. the field. He doesn't have many bad games where he's shooting bad. And if he's not uh, shooting the best, he's dishing out assists. He's getting those rebounds. He's getting blocks and steals. He does everything, the combination of everything, really well. And if he's not doing one thing, he's doing another thing to help his team out every night. I can respect that pick. Yeah. I mean, it's he's always going to be in the MVP as long as he keeps playing the way yeah. he is. Seems, yeah, very um, strong point. On to Rookie of the Year, and I think this is a pretty big consensus. It's really only between two players, and that's even mm-hmm. stretching it. Mm-hmm. My pick, Victor Wembanyama. 
Yeah. I mean, he he's breaking records already that no one thought would be broken by rookies. He's a absolute monster on the court that if the Spurs could realize that they have a seven-foot prodigy, would be in the top contention. But right. they like to just take their shots and uh, not give the ball to uh, their best player. Yeah, I think they just have like too much young talent to where like they want to take over and run the show, and they know like Victor's like taking over the spotlight, mm-hmm. and it's like all about him, and they want to like make their point and try to get their uh, mm-hmm. points across. I think the point for Chet to win it, as that's the other player, mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I feel like the other point you could use for him is he's a better shooter, mm-hmm. which he is, and mm-hmm. that he has more of a role in his team being better. And OKC, as we talked about, their two seed Spurs are last in the West. Mm-hmm. And there's people that say, well, if Wemby was so great, why are they last in the West? Why are they like historically right. bad for yeah. Greg Popovich yeah. coach teams? Well, he's also a rookie. And, and he's younger than us. He, he's, he's he's 20 years old. That's crazy it's to me. Unbelievable. I, I can't believe that. <laughs> I I agree with you that Wembenyama deserves it. I wouldn't have said that like no. Ago. I, I was about to say Chet made like he's made a strong case. He made a strong case the first yeah. few months of the season, but all of a sudden Victor's just been on it. But you know when he mm-hmm. where he's dying down is like it's the stats mm-hmm. because efficiency. He's still as efficient mm-hmm. as he was. It's just stat wise, and yeah. you mentioned earlier, it's stat based. So yeah. if you're not right. there with the stats, yeah. you're just not going to win it. Yeah. This is uh, this next one is going to be a bit harder to say because this one always fluctuates. Mm-hmm. But six man of the year, Mitch. Who are you thinking is going to win six man? I think Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm. I think he deserves it. I think his competition is Malik Monk, and he averages. More points, more rebounds. He's a better three-point shooter. I just think Tim... Isn't it fun? Do the Lakers have someone for sixth man of the year? Because I don't think they do. Anyway. <laughs> this man's crazy. All right. oh, this yeah. man's I, so I crazy. just didn't call them having anyone up for that award. But, um, yeah, I think it should be Tim Hardaway either way. He's had a great step up from last year. He is actually a factor this year. Mm-hmm. And 17 points off the bench, that's insane. You know, great numbers for yeah. him. I I think uh, my sixth man, which it's crazy that he's a sixth man at this point in his career, but Clippers, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, I wouldn't have said that because at the beginning of the season, uh, the Clippers were kind of having it a hard time melding all these mm-hmm. amazing players. But with their current production um, and their current lineup, I think they are a shoe in for possibly the second, or depending on what kind of run they go on, could uh, beat out the Timberwolves for the number one spot. It all just depends on who's playing better on what day. But Westbrook has been a key player in the second team that comes in when when their starters are hurt. So I got to go Westbrook. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Those are fair picks. I am going to go with the favorite here with Malik Monk. Mm -hmm. I just think Tim Hardaway is like a close second for mm-hmm. me because like he's a great player and but like he he is inefficient sometimes for three like you don't know what you're gonna get out of him so it's just that mm-hmm. inconsistency as to why I'm not picking him so I I think Malik Monk will win it he's mm-hmm. got better assist numbers and I I just isn't Tim Hardaway like more of a starter on that Mavericks team 
Because he plays a lot of minutes per game for them. They just start Josh Green, but he, like, comes in, like, immediately after the game starts. Like, he is really? a bench player, but Josh Green averages, like, nine points per game. Yeah, like, he should starter. be starting for them, honestly. I, I yeah. don't think he should because I think he's doing good enough on the bench and there. Yeah, for those bench players, yeah. But, like, Malik Monk, I just think he's been on a great run, really helping that Kings team thrive with Mike Brown at the coach. And I, I just think he's been a great player for them. And they're sitting in this position because of what Malik Monk has been able to do alongside mm-hmm. with uh, Darren Fox and Sabonis. Well, speaking of working well with a coach, uh, next word, coach of the year. I think it's pretty obvious. Minnesota Timberwolves, Chris Finch. Yep. He's nearly turned this Timberwolves team around from an ir- irrelevant bottom of the playoffs team to the number one in the West and consistently uh, being number one. Yeah, I had the same exact pick. I don't even think there's much of a conversation mm-hmm. with it. I think yeah. my my only thing, uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, is I'm not a huge fan of who he puts accountability on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, when Cat had that huge game, he was actually hating on Cat because they lost and he said he was not playing like a team player. I'm sorry. He was one of the main reasons you mm-hmm. were even in that game right. to begin with. So exactly, maybe not throw yeah. your hate that way. But I can't disagree with his production. 40 and 17, amazing. Yeah, I agree with you guys. He he has been one of the best coaches. I'm not a big fan of him as a coach, but mm-hmm. I can't deny how much he's improved the Minnesota franchise this year. Yeah. On to our last award before we get into Hot Mike is the most improved player. Now, this is kind of like, in my opinion, the most opinionated award. It really depends on what yeah. you consider improving. I remember Ja won it in like his second year, and it was like, okay, yeah, I would hope that he would improve in his second year. Exactly. Um, uh, but I want to hear from you guys, Jonathan. Who do you think is the is going to be the most improved player this year? So I'm gonna go with a, a curveball right here. I would the the favorites Tyrese Maxey, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go with Kobe White of the Chicago Bulls. Wow. Because I just think, like, the production you're getting from him, like, this was not expected from him this mm-hmm. year. Like, he had a career worse last year, only averaging nine points per game for them. And then last year, or, I mean, this year he's averaging 19, five, five assists and four rebounds per game. Like, he's been really taking a step up. He's shooting a career high from the three-point percentage and in a field goal percentage. He's been huge for them. He's now getting 36 minutes per game, mm-hmm. and last year he's getting 23. He's gotten bigger opportunities, and and I really think, like, he, he started every game for them. He's been huge for them. I just think, like, um, him been, being able to switch roles like that mm-hmm. and thrive as well as he has, mm-hmm. I think he deserves the reward the most. And Tyrese Maxey, I don't think he's, like, like, he, he's already been a great player and a star player for that team. So I don't think he just, like, improved as much because he didn't really need to as much mm-hmm. as Kobe White has. Yeah, I mean, I I wrote down Tyrese Maxey just because I think that is who they're going to go with. Uh, yeah. I love everything you said about uh, Kobe. And you, you're right. Uh, Maxi improved, like his points have improved, but if you look otherwise, his percentages went down, right. his rebounding went up, and his assists went up. I think that's where he wins it. His assist doubled this year. Really? And I think oh, okay. that is very important. His well, steals like, went up to a one. It, 
part of it's just because like the situation in Philadelphia. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I but think really I think expanding your game to that aspect is very important, and I think that's something that these scouts and these uh, whoever decides on the awards are really going to be looking at. His points yeah, jumped up fair. five per yeah. game too. That's His percentage nuts. went down, but five points impro- Im- improved is crazy. Hey, Kobe, yeah. Kobe White's went up ten. 10 yeah. points. That's very, and that's and yeah. he improved his assist and rebounds. No, I, I respect it. But yeah, I, I think the high market value, mm-hmm. they would go with Tyrese Maxey. Mitch, I, what do you think? I actually kind of have a dark horse, too. I think Jonathan Kuminga definitely oh, deserves I to be in the I love that pick. I mean, he jumped from 10 points per game to 15. He jumped in rebounds per game. I'm looking for a set. Yep, he jumped in assists again. He's shooting about the same mm-hmm. from the field. Shooting, I, I think shooting percentages aren't really a great judge mm-hmm. meter as far That's as a fair. player improving okay. because there's so many different mm-hmm. ways you could look at it. But I think last year no one was talking about Kuminga yeah. as a star player on mm-hmm. the Warriors. I mean, <clears throat> he, I, I think Maxi deserves it too. Yeah. But I want I want to bring one more name up, okay? Just because he hasn't come up is uh, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I mean, because he was. Okay. I'm not saying he should win it because he was very, very, very good last year. Yeah. But this year, I think he should be an MVP candidate. I think he okay. should be top five for Ooh. MVP. You just All like right. you just love wow. the Knicks. You love the Magic, yeah. bro. Jalen Brunson <laughs> deserves so that. Jalen Brunson deserves that. <laughs> no, he he has been balling out. He 100. Yeah. percent I do agree. Well, guys, it is time for everyone's favorite hot mic. It's time for your questions to be answered. And to start us off, we're going to go with Logan Congrove's biggest fan. What's your guys' favorite board game? <laughs> I don't even really have one, to be honest. But you guys aren't board game players? I'm a good Monopoly guy. I appreciate I a game of Monopoly. love a good game of Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would probably go with Monopoly. That's the one I, I played was, the most. I was a sorry really kid. When I, when I was a little you kid, a we always played kid. sorry. Okay. Yeah, All right. <laughs> you like sorry teams. So. Oh, I did. Sorry. About that. That's all I ever did. This is, this is actually a controversial one because our director, Logan Congrove, actually texted me last night saying to answer this very carefully. Are bowlers athletes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, why? They participate in a sport. Is bowling a sport? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when I was thinking is it depends on what you consider an athlete to be. Is it just on like physical strength, cardio? If that's the case... I don't think so. I don't think it's all based on that. I yeah, think, no. like, the mental aspect yeah. also plays into that fact. And plus, yeah. for bowling, I mean, you got to be able to hook the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, there's also, like, angles that yeah. play a factor. Going, like, there's so many ways to throw the ball. And going stuff. off that, that's the same reason I think something like darts and NASCAR is also. Those are sports. Those are sports. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we agree. It's not as much about, like, the physical activity that you're doing as much right. as that it's a recreational, like... It's it's very hard to explain. Yeah, no, it, it it's definitely yeah. if in my opinion, if there's a competitive nature that takes skill, it should be considered a sport. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 There's so many You don't that, gotta have an athletic yeah, no. ability yeah. to play in sports. There's so mm-hmm. many sports yeah. like that. There's people that said cheerleading shouldn't be a sport. I'm like, how should it no, not? No, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. Is there any talks or discussions about Akron getting a new basketball arena? 
I, don't know. I love the jar. I, I don't think there's. I was gonna say I don't think there's. I mean, this isn't just Kent hate, but we went to Kent. Theirs looks like a high school basketball gym. Ours looks like an arena. I like Kent's Ours court. Ours is nice. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like Kent's court. I don't like the arena. No. I love the court. On the outside of the jar, it like doesn't look like you're going into a basketball arena. Well, no, because it's they like also have classrooms. Suit. So Yeah, that's true. It's not just an arena. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised in the future mm-hmm. if they explored that option. I don't think they need to, though. And yeah. let's just be yeah. honest. Every game is not as packed out as that game. No. Like, yeah. Not at all. There, it's, no. There's very good attendance for those games, but it's not always packed out like yeah. that. This one comes from Dan Groen. In a hypothetical world where the MAC expands like the SEC and Big Ten, Ooh. which programs would you like to see join our conference? Uh, that is a tough. great question. That is so interesting. I, I mean, it'd probably be uh, teams that aren't in the Power Five conferences, like the lower ones, like the Sun Belt or like uh, the AAC, like stuff like that. Like, I don't know any specific teams that come to mind, though. I want FIU because I like FIU. I don't know why I like FIU. <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't have like many other specific yeah. answers. No, I get that. Like, It'd probably be like Eastern like teams, teams in yeah. the East Coast. Yeah, yeah I, I can't say. I can't see teams on our level like transferring mm-hmm. over as far as like even like right. Syracuse mm-hmm. as a name like Boston College. Like I can't see teams yeah, like that no. coming to the MAC because yeah. why would they? Yeah. This next one comes straight from our sports director, Logan Congrove. He says, Good morning, gentlemen. With Toledo being upset by Bowling Green and lots of other teams outside of the Zips playing hot in the MAC currently, not Kent, of course, haha. Nice. Should the MAC be a should the MAC be considered for an at-large bid? Historically, the MAC is a one-bid conference. Um, I mean, I don't that doesn't help Toledo's case losing to Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I, I do think it's only going to be the automatic bid. I mm-hmm. don't see us getting another bid in the tournament. What, what does that mean? So, so instead of like only one team being able to make March Madness, we would have two. Yeah, now I don't think bid. that's necessary. Honestly, mm-hmm. I know I know the max like really competitive, mm-hmm. and it's great for. It's great for basketball as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I I don't see it being necessary yet. It's not like a huge top dogs race. It's kind of like we know where this is going unless something goes terribly wrong. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like a powerhouse conference where there's a bunch of ton of competition and the, there's a bunch of high level teams. Yeah, it's just really competitive basketball, <laughs> and it's very fun to watch. But I don't. I don't think it needs more than one representative. Yeah. Well, our final question here, uh, we did see that um, the New York Post article did mention Akron and Ken. What is the worst thing you have done or seen at a sporting event? That came from Matt Permuka. Matt Permuka. Matt Permuka. We know what your answer is with those Kent State football players. You should be ashamed what you said to those Kent State yes, football players. Yes, that would be my answer. Yeah, nothing comes to mind, but yeah, I'll, I'll say that too. All right. Just because you guys did. Well, thank you, everyone, for staying tuned for Sports Power Talk. We had an amazing episode today. My name is Logan Buchanan. Today, I was joined by Mitch Bates and Jonathan Harsh. Thank you all for listening and have a wonderful rest of your Sunday.